over the past month, we've taught you how to eat. Last week, we made you afraid to eat. So, it really makes sense that this week, we're going to make you too scared to poo. I didn't see you there. Something big is going on here. From hunting ghosts to Bigfoot. Paranormal, UFOs, true crime, and more. We won't just be spouting articles. I was researching for your entertainment. Beginning of a new world. The best guac you'll ever fucking eat. True story. It's basically like one day you walk outside and you see that the ants are playing with matches. This, this is, is the Black Cat Report. Report. See you on the other side. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 57 of the Black Cat Report. My name is Gil and joining me on this slide into the sewers of Tokyo, the one and only, and this week only other one, the man whose name I just had legally changed from Joey Lee to Joey Luigi, Joey. Hi, Luigi's here. <laughs> well, that was more like a Dracula, I guess, more than a yeah. Luigi. <laughs> that, was your, that was your Virginian accent coming out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Good thing they don't pay me for uh, voices on this show. <laughs> Wait, I thought that's what we paid you for. Well, unfortunately, what we're about to go this week does not have a gender-neutral restroom, so Betsy Bay has to sit this one out, but she will be with us next week. Now, before we can begin today's investigation, we've got to wait in line at the gas station, then ask the attendant why the doors are locked, then get scolded for having to pee, then buy the cheapest candy bar they have so they'll finally give us the sacred key. The one that always has the giant random object attached to it. And that, my friends, is my long metaphor for the little cultural background I'm about to give you to put these ghost stories into context. Yeah, it's always funny. It feels like you can beat them with that little thing on the key, like knock somebody out. It's always like this yeah. really long wooden thing. I guess mm-hmm. so it doesn't get lost. Or you don't flush it down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that happens to me every other week at my house. But, You've, but you yeah, flush, I mean, flush it down the toilet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I just shit in buckets anymore. But we'll oh, get to cool. that in this later in the episode. But but I know I'm glad that you you mentioned that thing to like beat folks because after I've worked so hard and waited so long with so much anticipation and I'm coming out of that restroom, I just see the the hungry, the thirsty, the the angry people that are also waiting in line to get that key. And mm-hmm. like sometimes I give them a little tap. Yeah. Yeah. Just a jealousy tap. Don't be jealous. Yeah. It's always funny to see what they're buying too to go to the bathroom. Like, for me, I go in there and I buy, like, M&Ms or something like that. And most people, it's just like they're buying something random as well. So, usually a candy bar, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, damn it, don't they have that zebra gum here for 25 cents? Oh, God, remember zebra gum? It's the mm. best tasting gum, but lasted, like, five seconds. <laughs> but those tattoos, though. Mm-hmm. Well. <clears throat> yeah, with my with my super long metaphor out of the way. Let's go ahead and hop in. Now, Shintoism, or Shinto, is an ancient and widely practiced Japanese religion. When translated, Shinto means the way of the gods. In essence, Shinto teachings and beliefs don't have a singular practice, religious text, or founder. It's kind of more of a cultural agreement that nobody's perfect, humans are more or less naturally good, but can be influenced to do wrong, and that the natural world and anything built from it by humans contains a spirit called Akami. There are an estimated of 80 million of these Kami, each possessing their own unique powers, personalities, appearance, and way of celebrating, showing respect, or warding off. So for Westerners who are used to thinking of religion as maybe 
one god or one main god with a bunch of less powerful gods or some version of the Marvel Universe, try instead to picture Shintoism as a spiritual ecosystem. Socially, Shintoism is, is a way for everyone to acknowledge that these spirits exist and to discuss their influence on our lives. It's like, I don't know, when you think about all the plants and the fungi and the animals in a forest, we can all agree they're there and pretty much use the same names when we talk about them, but we don't feel the need to kill each other over which animal is the coolest. Obviously, the panda. Yeah. Well, yeah, lion. I mean, Joseph McCarthy would be yeah, really the show's pissed. done. Nope, I'm leaving. Yeah. Bye. Okay. <laughs> panda um, <laughs> sure. um joseph mccarthy would be really pissed if you found out there's that many commies out there <laughs> damn it where's my drum roll <laughs> well, i cut off your access to the drum roll now with all that said with 80 million spirits and a couple of thousand years of talking about them some pretty fascinating beliefs have developed like our souls being located in a small ball near the end of our anus. Shiri Komida, which roughly translates to anus ball or anus jewel, is believed to literally be a person's soul in the form of a small little ball located at the very end of your butthole. Well, naturally, for believers of Shiri Komida, this means things happening near butt are that much more threatening, right? Like, oh, yeah. I would live in constant fear, right? You don't want to poop out your soul. Hell no. Dysentery takes on a whole new meaning at that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dysent scary. Oh, that also like that that little fact, like kind of like learning that, um, which by the way plays out in so much of like Japanese media and culture when you see it, where it's like, why is that person reaching there in that video game, like Sekiro or in like anime or all sorts of things? A lot of times, the the bad entity will like grab the person from like literally from their butt. Like, you can't see with the camera, but they're grabbing them from behind and, like, pulling out their souls or, like, doing shit to them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense now. Mm. But what also makes sense, or at least what made me reconsider uh, a judgment I had in my life was uh, couture sweatpants. Like, the ones with the words, mm. like, juicy, juicy <laughs> and, like, faith and innocent, all those things on it. Now I realize that I've just been seeing a bunch of Shinto monks walking around. I had that completely wrong uh, this whole yeah. damn time. Like, they got souls. Yep. They, they got, got soul. a lot of souls there. Yep. Got a lot of souls. Well, but yeah. So so with that kind of understood, right, that there's there's literally millions and millions of gods. And obviously there's different levels of effect and different levels of influence. Some are good, some are bad, some are just eh, you know. Um with that out of the way and understanding where the soul's at, now we can get into it. This brings us to the focus of our episode Japanese bathroom ghosts. What? <laughs> this is fun. I might scare the poop out of me. Or the soul out of me. Nope. You're going to be too afraid to poop, damn it. What are these bathroom ghosts going to like put a uh, clear silver? What is it? They put clear um, cellophane? tape, but cellophane on the on the <laughs> toilet seat. And he's like, hey, <laughs> got him. If they got did him. that, some of them wouldn't be able to get into the restroom if they did that. Ooh. Oh, can they? Ooh, that's true. They can't fly oh, you're getting cellophane. Yeah, you're getting new fears tonight, baby. Can't All right. wait. <laughs> Every week. Well, <clears throat> Joey, I'm a simple man. Mm -hmm. I've traveled. Yeah, I've, I've seen and done many things, and I'll tell you, the world is not as scary as a lot of people claim it to be. Just saying. Agree to disagree, but okay. Well, yeah. 
I just want to say, with that said, I do live, and this is where I would agree with you, with three debilitating fears, two of them bathroom-related. The first, finding myself in a cold sweat with my eyes closed, breathing like I'm practicing for childbirth in a public restroom as my body unleashes its revenge for only eating Taco Bell's new grilled cheese dipping taco for four days straight. Now, it's not the sacrifice I'm afraid of. No, I'll gladly trade 30 minutes of devastation for two minutes of slow, braised, shredded beef bliss available for only just $3.79 at select locations. No, Joey. What I'm afraid of comes after the cold sweat and blurred vision, after the violent spiritual and financial cleansing. My fear is opening my eyes after the storm only to realize there's no toilet paper. Ooh. Yeah. And worse, someone was in the restroom this whole time, standing outside my stall like an exorcism tourist, just listening to fucking everything. Ugh, I'm horrified yeah, by that. Yeah, yeah. No, that is, that's disgusting. <laughs> See, I knew we would agree. Well, I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings me to my second only fear. They start trying to talk to me. Uh, why? I fucking hate when people try to talk to me in public restrooms. Well, just picture that exact situation as I now tell you about Akima Manto, the red cape, also known as Akikami Ayokami, red paper, blue paper. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. He's a large, evil spirit who wears a blood-red cape and is said to inhabit the last stall in school bathrooms and public restrooms, which sucks because that's usually the wheelchair-accessible one with the most space, and you know when I'm Baja blasting the T-Bell bender out. I need my leg room. I'm talking like half my pants on, one shoe kicked off, and my legs all spread, you know, spread eagle, basically. That's That's disgusting. That's why I don't eat Taco Bell, but... Oh, we will. Well, anyways, legend says that just before you're cleansed, while you're not paying attention, the toilet paper will just suddenly disappear. And at that moment, the exact moment when you finish, a vague, echoing voice will begin building louder, coming in from the walls. Victims are then consumed by a dreadful aura until finally a voice becomes clear. You begin to make out the words. It's Akimamanto offering you a choice. Do you want the red paper or the blue paper? The matrix of the the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, Joey, what's your choice? Well, I'm going to go with red first. Let's try the red first because I don't red snow, right? he's right? going with red. Well... Then he'll appear in your stall and proceed to unleash enough torment, torture, and violence on you that it makes the Hellraiser movies look like Sesame Street. Oh, God. So more than the actual (laughs) I just went through from the Taco Bell then. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, let's let's try the blue then. Let's see where that that, uh, adventure goes. It's it's a lot better. It's a lot better. I think think you made the right choice. Um, Well, if you pick the blue, he's going to still appear in your stall, but this time... He gives you a really firm hug. Yeah. That might be worse, actually. That, that might drains... honestly be worse. 
You're right. I mean, it does drain the all the life out of you until you there's just a blue corpse left on the ground. Mm. But but yeah. I mean, just the hug by itself would just be weird while you're on the toilet by a random stranger. That's the that would be the worst. Yeah. I don't think be... I want a hug. Yeah. Yeah, after... I kind of want to die after that. Well, I'm pretty sure you just crapped your spirit out anyways after you crapped out all that Taco Bell. So you lost your spirit by eating the Taco Bell, and then you crapped it all the way out after you um, released your body from that. So I had to cleanse my soul station, damn it. Well, yeah. Well, with that out of the way, now that we've got our choices decided, our next one is a real cutie and maybe a distant, less depressed, crust-punk relative of the American squonk. They are called the Akinaname. Hmm. A poorly postured goblin about the size of a five-year-old, they crawl along like a hunchback lizard, just climbing up your walls and across the ceiling. They've got long, greasy hair to match their butt-ass naked mold green or dirty-colored greasy skin covered in open sores. Now, variations of this Danny DeVito doppelganger says that it's between (laughs) (laughs) that it has anywhere between one to five fingers and eyes probably because they don't rely on them for very much you see Akiname have a very special Gene Simmons style gift that they use for feeding they have an incredibly long highly maneuverable sticky tongue that they use exclusively for the insides of toilets the bathroom floors, and any surface they can find the most amount of grime, mold, scum, and dirt. Ugh, that's disgusting. <laughs> just imagine a green Danny DeVito crawling along your walls with a lizard tongue. Just anyway, I came in there licking. <laughs> I mean, oh. I guess if you want your bathroom cleaned, it'll be a little easier. That's what I'm saying, right? Well... Yeah, but but um, the good news is is though that they they tend to avoid humans and just kind of scurry away if they're caught snacking in the middle of the night. So that's not mm. it's not the worst thing. And while while I personally can't see any downsides to having one in my home, if mm. you do want to avoid getting them in yours, you just have to keep your bathroom clean. That's it. That I mean, yeah. they'll clean your bathroom for you though. So it kind of like six and one half half dozen the other. You're like. I guess it's a. It sounds like a, a myth to keep you to make your bathroom clean. Yeah. No. I mean, honestly, like straight up, like I've been trying now to summon one of these little buggers for like about a week. Um, mm. No luck. Yeah, I have not been able to use my own bathroom for about a week. I've I've just let it. I've just put everything in there, everything into my into my hope in these little guys coming in. Um, and I got to tell you, man, I don't think they've been imported here yet. But. Think how scary it would be if you're just sitting on the toilet and like you didn't <laughs> wow. see one, and they trapped in the toilet, and you just feel this like tongue, like oh. swipe past your butt, and you're just like, ugh, ugh, how weird would that sound? You f- might think it's a snake at first or something like that, and then you're just like, you look down, and it's this like grimy, greasy, and then you look down and you go, man, was that in the Taco Bell I ate? <laughs> just like, wait, can I get your autograph? Is that? That's Danny DeVito. Yeah, can I get your it's autograph? No. Danny DeVito. <laughs> well, <laughs> our next one up is not quite as exciting and not kind of not quite as sunny in Philadelphia. It's going to be found in the third stall of your local elementary school's restroom, which I would not recommend going into to investigate after hearing this and while she's usually more frightening 
or depressing, than fatal, all you have to do when you're ready to summon her is simply knock on the door three times and ask, are you Hanoka-san? That works. You'll hear the voice of a scared little girl reply, yes. Upon opening the door, you'll see her, a very small child in torn-up uniform, bruised and afraid. Most encounters with Hanako-san's ghost end up with the witness feeling pity for her, explaining that upon seeing her, they were just completely overcome with a sinking despair, with loneliness or, or feelings of being misunderstood. These feelings have led to many of people just essentially assuming what her origin story is, and that includes everything from um, a severe trauma or a death that was caused by violence or suicide or even being a casualty from one of the bombings during World War II. Mm -hmm. But with that said, she does have a dark side, and an unlucky few have been victims to it. You see, on occasion, after hearing her answer, and opening the door, she attacks, quickly grabbing oh, you and then pulling you down into the toilet. <laughs> oh, my God. That's horrifying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she just imagines it's like a tiny little girl, like, and just, like, pulls yeah. you in. Yeah. She's the Harry Potter of the toilet. I know. Pulling just... you down. Pulling you down. <laughs> well, on top of that, there is a third option that... As long as you don't check the username of who submitted it to Wikipedia last night around 4 a.m., hmm. you'll also believe too, which is that when you go to open up the door, you'll find Chris Hansen and a Japanese schoolgirl uh... outfit filming his new show to catch a mythological predator where he quickly grabs his next victim and waterboards them on live TV. Just oh my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he went somewhere. You know? I was like, I had to look that up last night and uh, check some citations on some things on Wikipedia, and apparently that's where he went in 2008 after causing a bunch of people to commit suicide. When I say that last week we don't use Wikipedia as a uh, source, we mm-hmm. do use it sometimes to find out some things that are not in our, our wheelhouse. So, Hypothetically, allegedly... While we don't use it as our source, we do make sure other people are using it as their source. True. If we yeah. could if we could make it happen, every other podcast would use Wikipedia and we would use facts. You just gotta believe in yourself and the mm-hmm. stuff you convince others to believe in you. That's the real lesson today. Yes. So we've had to choose, you know, which paper, red or blue. Mm-hmm. Right. Um we've had our our bathrooms cleaned for us. Yeah. Yes, we by have. A yep. Disgusting little Danny DeVito with bed sores. Um, we've met a depressed little girl who gave us uh, a huge swirly. <laughs> now, our next spirit is sometimes considered to be probably the worst, probably the most <sighs> threatening out of all of them. Okay. Our next spirit is sometimes referred to only by the sound you'll hear when she approaches. Kashima Raiko, a.k.a. Kashima Raiko 
has to be one of the most horrifying of all the bathroom ghosts. Not just because she'll kill you. I mean, she might, but it's it's the visual. Honestly, it's the visual of what she does that really makes it mm-hmm. so terrible. Yeah. Picture this. It's 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 just a small elementary school girl, right? Yep. With this that's completely severed from the waist down, leaving only a trail of blood smeared behind her as she crawls slowly across the bathroom's tile floor, pulling herself by the bloody bones of her fingertips. Now that I kind of think about it for a second, it reminds me a lot of the victims that I saw from the Tamale Lady in last week's episode. Yep, that does sound like the half <laughs> of the body. Maybe she made it her way over to... Did she ever go to prison? I have a lot of questions now. The Tamale well, Lady? Mm-hmm. I don't... Not yet. Maybe she's in being indicted. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Maybe she's on trial. I don't know. Maybe she didn't make it. Maybe she, too, is in someone's stomach. Anyways, (laughs) legends say she was once a young schoolgirl who, when no one was looking, classmates pushed onto the railroad tracks as a train was approaching, leaving her severed in half, but still alive and left crawling until she died. Mm. Yeah. Others claim that she was brutally beaten in a school restroom by a group of boys which I'm assuming are the same group of boys from a few episodes back with Yoakum Kroll, but that's different. Yes. Yeah. None of these are and good. <laughs> n- none of them are none good. None of these are good, At- yeah. <laughs> and afterwards, she crawled out of the restroom trying to seek help, right? Well, after they had left and after she started crawling, just barely clinging to life, she began combing through the streets, just dragging herself along the ground, which is how her fingers got in that state. The entire time screaming as loud as she could for help, but no one responded. Apparently hours passed until finally she fell unconscious, lying on the ground, halfway in the city street and halfway on the railroad tracks, ultimately losing everything from the waist down by an oncoming train. Damn. Did she, like, make it? She, like, crawled all through the streets, then crawled back? She, like, made a huge circle back onto the trains? No, (laughs) no, no. She crawled through the streets. the second the second version basically it started with her getting more or less like jumped in a bathroom. She was oh, just in okay. a public bathroom or like a school bathroom mm-hmm. or something yeah. and then she eventually crawled out for help. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. There probably honestly is a version where she did circle around back to the tracks though. I don't know the amount of variance I read through this. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like that's horrifying displacement. She's like, "Ah, not again. <laughs> Why they only take my left leg? I'm going in circles." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One, my left arm, I can't push anymore. I can't pull. Bitch. Yeah. No. Mm. Well, that sucks. Yeah, none of that is good. That's horrifying. Yeah, I mean, it's just a fucked up situation. The most fucked up thing, too, is at least with the 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 version where um, little kids or classmates or whatever shoved her in front of the train. Um, her death was ruled as an accident, mm. and so the kids never fucking got caught. You know, e.g., this this then transfers into the motivation of what yeah we're about to hear about here so you know a little decapitated body crawling around and popping up in stalls yeah well 
The belief is the best way to protect you from the terror I'll soon describe. The best way to avoid seeing a decapitated little girl with the echoes of the exposed bones on her fingertips just getting louder and louder until she makes her way into your Taco Bell stall sometime within the next 30 days is to never speak or hear her name. Wait, did you really go through this whole episode then ask and say her name a bunch of things and let me hear this? Yes. Yes. Why yes, would I did. you do that? Why would you do that to us? Brother, brother, do not worry about this. We are in this together. All and right. Stop. You need every, you've done this before. You need to stop doing this. <laughs> no, no. This is not a repeat of the Skinwalker episode. It kind of feels like it. It just literally did. I, I don't know. I've, I haven't had horrible luck since you did that episode, but I, you know, it depends. I guess how you Shit do it. That. That cat that looked like my cat that I accidentally picked up and took inside until I actually found my cat might have been a skinwalker. Anyways, point is, man, we are T-Bell bros for life. Oh, my God. I hate Taco Bell. We are not T-Bell bros. Soul brothers. Uh, All right. (laughs) Well, when she comes to see you sometime in the next 30 days, she's going to ask you between one to, I don't know, honestly, five questions. People disagree about which questions and which answers, but I'm pretty sure I picked the right one, so pay attention. Here they are. Okay. Where are my legs? You say, on the Machine Expressway. She'll then ask, who told you that? You say, Reiko Kashima. Or, where are my legs? You say, Reiko Kashima. Or, if she asks, are you using your legs? You reply, I need to use them. Now, if you don't respond, or even if you hesitate just a little bit, she'll violently tear off your legs and use them as her own, apparently still not finding the right fit. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Like, I'm always using my legs. That's not... I mean, I guess when you're in the bathroom, you're kind of using your legs, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. you really are, so you're pretty much always using your legs. Yeah. That yeah. would be horrifying. <laughs> yeah. No. So you have this crazy-ass little girl that just, like, pops in. Like, well... Cr- crawl i something about the visual of like a tiny bloody bone little finger girl as i'm just like again just you know t-bell blasting like out and like a little girl's head just comes in from the bottom of the stall and you know at that point like the lighting has changed in the room oh yeah every like you're you're surrounded by like an essence a vibe at that point it's not just a regular old shit fest you know what i'm saying you are you are fucking present you know like you were there for that fucking moment um there's something horrifying about a little girl just being like "Eh," just like popping up and it's like hell no yeah. Hell no. You just see her head popping underneath the toilet stall, so you're just like looking up. You're just like <laughs> looking up at you. Screenshot that. <laughs> so with that face, with their mouth the gasp, just looking up at you while you're trying to poop <laughs> and you're trying to just let this out. And you're already <laughs> embarrassed because like you heard the door open. 
you know, and then there's some, there was somebody next to you. And so mm-hmm. you're just like kind of waiting for it. You're kind of waiting like, okay, let me just let this, maybe let this guy go out of the bathroom. He's done peeing from the urinal. Mm-hmm. Just let them go because you know, you, the Taco Bell probably is <laughs> wrecked. It is wrecked your stomach. <laughs> yeah, no. So you're just, you're just halfway through, but they just like interrupt you. So you're just waiting and then you just see a face. Look, like as soon as the door closed, <laughs> the lights shut off and you just see this Face. You look down to text again, and there's like a face yeah. next to there's your feet. There's a face next to your feet, and you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I would not be able to mouth a certain word or name to her, being like, do you use your legs? I would be like, yes, I do use my legs. That would be the only thing I can say. Responding with kicks at that point. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, please leave. <laughs> She's like, Jesus, girl. But the good news Occupy. is, though, if you do somehow manage to answer correctly under the, the the oppressive weight of the small nuclear explosion taking place in your stomach and the awkwardness of what you just saw, um, she'll just leave. Like that's it. She just straight up. She's like, okay, and just like fucking. <laughs> wow. It's just so uneventful afterwards. That's so... everything. Everything was the buildup. You know. Yeah. It's like that's a bad so tender awkward, date. Though. Yeah, that's so awkward. <laughs> That's so awkward, though. You're just sitting there after after she leaves, and you're just like, well, where do I go from here? <laughs> it's just, you're in a silent restroom, and it's just like... <laughs> yeah. It's... <laughs> like, you're just like... Huh. <laughs> but, yeah. Huh. It's, God. It's fucking horrifying. I don't yeah, know. that's horrible. This shit gets me, man. It gets me every time. Literally. After all the frights and the farts... The last and final tale, the last bathroom buddy for the evening, was the inspiration for the character No Face in the Studio Ghibli film Spirited Way. And upon finding out how terrifying encounters with them are, well, became a bit of a research inspiration for me to take a deep dive into a whole new world of paranormal cases, which we'll soon make an episode about now. They are known as the Napara Bo. And I think the best way to describe them is to read a witness account first recorded in 1901 in a book called Guaidan, Stories and Studies of Strange Things, which was researched and written by a Greek-American author, Lucadardo Heron. Totally fucking got that right. <laughs> <laughs> I like the proudness of that. <laughs> fucking ready for this on akasaka road in tokyo there's a slope called kinokui zaka which means slope of the province of ki i do not know why it's called the slope of the province of ki on one side of the slope you see an ancient moat deep and very wide with high green banks rising up to some place in the gardens and on the other side the other side of the road, it extends the long and lofty walls of an imperial palace. Well, before the era of street lamps and merchants pulling their carts down the road, this neighborhood was very lonesome after dark. And belated pedestrians would go miles out of their way rather than cross the Mount Ki no Ki Zaka alone after sunset. All because of the Napara bull that they knew walked there. Mm. 
The last man who saw the Naparabo was an old merchant of the Guobashi quarter who died about 30 years ago at the time of this writing. This is the story as he told it. One night, at a late hour, he was hurrying up the Kinokui Zaka when he saw a woman crouching by the moat, all alone and weeping bitterly. Mm. Fearing that she intended to drown herself, he stopped to offer her any assistance or to console her. She appeared to be a very slight, graceful person, well-dressed, and her hair was arranged like that of a young girl from a royal family. Mm. Princess, he yelled out as he was approaching her. Princess, don't cry like that. Tell me, tell me what the trouble is, and if there's any way I can help, I'd be glad to. He really meant what he said, and was always known to be a very kind man. But still, she continued to weep, hiding her face from him with one of her long sleeves. Near her now, he said again, Princess, 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 as gently as he could. Please, please, just listen to me. This is no place for a young lady at night. Please, please don't cry. I, I, I implore you, just, just tell me how I may be of some kind of help to you. Slowly she rose up, but turned her back to him, continuing to moan and sob behind her sleeve. He laid his hand lightly upon her shoulder and pleaded, Princess, princess, hey, princess, listen to me, just for one little moment. Princess, hey, princess. Then that princess turned around and dropped her sleeve before she stroked her face with her other hand. And that's when the man saw she had no eyes, Ugh. no nose, and no mouth. And so at this point, he began screaming before running away. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, as he ran away, up Kinokuizaka, he ran as fast as he could through the pitch black emptiness around him. On and on he ran, never daring to look back until at last he saw a lantern so far away that it looked like the gleam of a firefly, and so he made his way for it. Hmm. It was the lantern of a noodle merchant who had set his stand down by the side of the road. But any light and any human companionship was good after an experience like that. Yeah. So he flung himself down at the feet of the noodle merchant, crying out for help. What? What, what happened? Here, what's, what's the matter with you? Anybody hurt you? No. Nobody hurt me. Only, uh... Only scared you? Asked the peddler, unsymp unsympathetically. Oof. Was it robbers? Not robbers. Not robbers. <clears throat> Gasped the terrified man. I saw... I saw a woman by the moat, and she showed me, uh... I can't tell you what she showed me. Hey. Hey. Was it anything like this? before swiping his hand down his face, leaving just skin smooth as an egg just before the lantern light went out. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> freaking horrifying. <laughs> so 
yeah, that that shit would that shit would be horrifying. Like seeing somebody with literally no face that's like completely smooth, like there never was anything there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what fucked with me the most, what what messed with me and has made this a uh, well, there's going to be a spinoff episode, is basically the old tales of the Naparabo from Japan. Um, they didn't stop. Right. But when I'm saying they didn't stop, I mean, I started finding earlier similar encounters taking place in different corners of the world. Mm -hmm. Like I started finding cases of encounters with very, very, very similar entities all around the planet way the fuck before the Internet. Before the 1900s, before the first English book came out about it. This is a a, a global phenomenon that has a a bunch of different names. And Mm. to this date, 90% of the time, most of the time that people are posting these cases, they're they're never actually, like, concluded. They're never solved. There's never a name put to it. It's just a weird experience that people are like, oh, well, that's strange. And then nobody comments on it. Mm. Hmm. It's just hard to comment on that because it's crazy. It's so so weird, especially... Like, oh, he's like, oh, thank God my my dire situation's over, this person here. And the noble the noble noodle merchant who's like yeah. just sitting there peddling some noodles, Arr. just like, You want some want some noodles? And then he turns and looks back at him and then he's like, Oh, you have no face. Sweet. Um yeah. I'm no longer hungry. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I wish there would have been some conclusion about him running away, but I have a feeling the author made, um, you know, he kind of made that executive decision when like the old person at this point was telling the story, and he's like, and then I ran down the mountain, and I ran into a bunch of trees because it was dark, and then I fell into a river, and then I unfell out of the river, and then I fell into another river. Yeah. And then I went to my cousin's house, but he wasn't home. And then it's just like 45 minutes of, or like hours actually, of this dude yeah. just trying to get the fuck out of there until eventually he makes it. Could you imagine like how fucking pitch black that would be? Like that, yeah, that type of like have, horror? Yeah, you'd have like no moon, no stars, no nothing, I guess. That would be horrifying. You're just kind of get running madly through everything, you know? Yeah. Ooh. Just like you just know there's a speck of light in the last reference point you have of that fucking situation is near where that speck of light would have been and you're just yeah. fucking hoping you're running in the right direction but like I don't know she's fucking fascinating that is yeah horrifying I wouldn't want to run into that thing that's just that much. just sounds life changing honestly yeah and uh, I mean I think you know four out of five of these I wouldn't I wouldn't run run into either I'm I'm still um, yeah. crossing my fingers for for the one that comes in and just cleans up your bathroom for you. Yeah, that's the that's the one. I mean, the guy that's hugging you on the toilet, you know, that's yeah. And if you need you need a hug, you know, well, sometimes that might help. I mean, yeah. granted, you die afterwards, but yeah. Does that just mean the hug was really good? You turn into a Smurf because you turn all blue. Mm. Yeah. Wait, are the are the Danny DeVito things like blue? Oh, they're like a greenish color or a grayish color. or They're just basically little, well, not little, but like massive, dirty, arched back um, swamp Danny DeVito lizards. They're not. Mm. Uh, they have a few different skin colors, but it's kind of hard to tell because like their whole thing is like grime and dirt. Yeah. So yeah. like they might actually be born like, you know, printer paper white for all we know. But by the time what? people see them, they're not really. 
Yeah. What if that guy turns you into them? Hmm. And it's like the connection between the two. He like he comes in, hugs you, and you're like, oh, this is nice. And then he hugs you, you die. And then hmm. you come back as these little grimy, dirty things, and you're all you want to do is clean the bathroom. You know, clean people's bathroom that's dirty, but you want to avoid them because you don't want to like also murder them. I guess I don't know what they don't really they do anything. In. Yeah, no, they they, just, they literally they're just like ah and just run away. I don't know. I mean, I, it seems like an honest honest day's work, a good life. It's an honest living. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if Dana DeVito needed a second career, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. That's this week's episode. Join us next week for something we haven't announced yet. Bye. Boo. Thank you for listening to Black Cat Report in episode 57 on the Japanese bathroom ghosts. I've never been more afraid to use the toilet since Candyman. With all those bugs, ugh. Anyways, like, review, and follow us wherever you get your podcasts, and follow us on all the socials. We'll see you next week with another wild and fun episode as we continue to recover from Cannibal Month. See you on the other side.